Deeper Still this week, our KPC weekly podcast, uh, where we look back at this past week's sermon. Um, We are in the middle of a series called One Word, and um, so far we've had unity and humility. Um, This past week we had a guest speaker, Edith. She's not a guest to our church. She's a member of our church, but Edith Prakash spoke. Um, If you didn't listen to her sermon, I would encourage you to do that. Um, But in keeping with the theme of um, one word, we, Steve and I, are going to be talking about hope today. Um, There won't be a sermon on the word hope, but it's just um, we just wanted to take this word and um, explore it, talk about it, toss it around a little bit. Um, so what's the tagline? Is there a tagline with one word? Um, it, it's like it's words that we need. Keywords in the Christian life. Keywords in the Christian <clears throat> life. I guess that's it. Is that it? Something like that. But just, you know, words that define who we are as or, or should. Yeah, words we, you can't live the Christian life without. <laughs> right. They should define who we are. So um, Edith did not preach on hope, but again, I, I would encourage you. She's always a lot of fun to listen to. So um, she's one of our missionaries here in the church. But today we're going to talk about hope. Um, and what does it mean for us personally? How should it affect our um, walk with the Lord and with others, and how should it really define us as believers? Um, so yeah, so you want to kick it off? Yeah, uh, hope is <clears throat> is one of those words. It's there's a lot of tension with this word, or I should say, there there are issues with this word because it's all over Scripture, <clears throat> and it's also a word that we use quite often in. Uh, in the English language, but there's a big difference between what we mean when we say it, what Scripture means when it talks about hope. So let's just let's just answer the question: What comes to mind when you hear the word hope? I mean, what the word pops up? What what do you think of the word? You know, how do we use it? Let, let's kind of start there, I guess. Well, I think hope gets used a lot. Like, oh, I hope I'll have a good day. <laughs> I hope I'll see so-and-so, you know, at work today. I hope, you know, like, so we use it a lot to just say things that we are wishing for. Yeah, I, I think, too, hope is a very weak word in the English language. You know, it's just, it's kind of like the word nice. Mm. It's just fuzzy. It doesn't pack a lot of punch. I agree with you. You know, it's usually like, I wish for this or a little kid. Oh, I hope I get a bike. You know, it's kind of this, my heart leans in this direction toward this thing. And it's hard to even use the word without using the word, you know, but, (laughs) you know, I hope things work out. So it tends to be a desired outcome of circumstances or, you know, that a relationship ends this way. You know, we get a better paycheck. It's, But it, it's almost like we don't have a lot of control when it comes to hope. It's just a longing, a desire, a wish of the heart. 
Um, so that's kind of the, the English usage. But it's a real strong word in Scripture, and I think that's where we get really jammed up in the church. You know, you can hear a Scripture read, and it'll talk about hope. And if you kind of carry that English-American meaning into it, it really just, you know, torpedoes what the verse is saying. So how about biblically? What, what does this word mean, biblically? And the answer comes back from Scripture, um, from context and, you know, straight out of the Greek and the Hebrew. It's, a, it's confidence. Hmm. It's trust. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and, and it's really child, it has a, kind of a childlike sense to it, too, of, like, dependence, reliance. You know, so it's, it, the posture is kind of like, I'm a little kid, and in the same way, you know, who's going to feed me? Who's going to dress me? You know, who's going to take me? You know, it, so it, it's uh, hope and humility kind of go together that in a humble place, here's what I'm looking for. And I, I think you see why we get in so much trouble with hope. And that's why scripture over and over again is really asking us the question, where is your hope? Where is your confidence? Where is your trust? Who are you looking to? Who are you depending on? So why don't we talk a little bit about Hope that's in other places besides God. Mm, yeah. Because that, that, that's our challenge. I mean, yeah. that's the, yeah. I think that we place our hope in a lot of things other than God. I think we place our hope in other people and uh, the outcome of a situation or a circumstance. We place our hope in money and you know, relationships and, um, but yeah, I think mostly for me personally, it would have to be the outcome or the, you know, I'm hoping for this to happen. And because I'm a Christian, I'm counting on Jesus to do it for me, you know, so it's, so our, our hope often doesn't fall on the Lord, no matter what, but it, it is falling on these other things. And because I think in Scripture, hope really a lot of times is a lot, you know, you see it in talking about our, you know, salvation. You know, our hope, Jesus is the hope of our salvation. You know, Jesus is, you know, so it's like that sense of hope that ultimately our hope is in him and in the ultimate outcome, right? But where I think where we I think where a lot of us get uh, wacky is that in this meantime, you know, we um, are putting our hope for things to, to turn out the way we think that they ought to turn out. You know, does that make sense? It reminds mm-hmm. me of the sermon that um, Chris, uh, what's his face? Valentin? No. Um, Fur, Chris Fur preached oh. on, you know, he's also one of our missionaries. Yeah, Carrie Eleison. The Carrie Eleison. Yeah. Right. The amazing um, sermon he preached. Right, yeah. right, right. And he talked about in the meantime, you know, and, and, and taking that word, you know, for what it, you know, in the meantime we're waiting. But also this meantime can be really mean <laughs> in the meantime. But where is our hope? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny because I think you're hitting it. What a lot of us do is we treat salvation like the finish line. Okay, I put my hope in Christ. I'm going to be in heaven. The rest, you know, but from there on out, it's up to me to work it out. And we don't ever, no one would ever say that inside the church, but we do it all the time. You know, like, um, well, golly, if only so-and-so would do this, then it, you know, then everything would be fine. If only I got, you know, if only the, the circumstance works out like this, and we're putting our hope in people and situations and circumstances, and it really can be a wasted life. Um, does that... Does that Makes yeah, sense. It does make sense. Yeah, and you know, it, it's funny. We all laugh at everybody. Does this? We laugh in the Old Testament at idolatry, like, oh ha ha ha! How could the Israelites have been so stupid? Or the Babylonians, such idiots? You know, you know, you're praying to a block of wood. You know, whether it's the giant statue of Dagon with the Philistines, or you know, the you know the, the Easter bunny veggie tail. What was that? Nebuchadnezzar and Shadrach. You know, the uh, bunny. yeah, the, the bunny. bunny. <laughs> oh, I love the. You know, but we laugh and we say, how could anybody be so stupid to trust in an idol? But we do the same thing. Yeah. You know, I put my like. I'm going to have a good day if you, my wife, treat me well. I'm putting the whole. My whole hope in the outcome of a day and how you treat me. Or, you know, if only, like I use the raise, if only I could get a raise, my life would be good. But we do that. We, we, we depend and we rely on people and circumstances and situations um, all the time. And we, we have this roller coaster life, a lot of us. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's not looking to Jesus. And I think that's, that's what scares me so much is that it makes me realize, you know, here I am, I'm a pastor, and I'm pointing people to Jesus all the time. That That's my job. But it's also part of who I am is to help you connect with Jesus and look to Jesus. But I know the story of our lives is so often you hear the words of Stephen Jane's mouth, <laughs> which tell you the meditations of Stephen Jane's heart. And there's a lot of misdirected, you know, our hope is just pointed at a lot of things that aren't the Lord. And I just, I tell you that about us, audience, because we all live here. I mean, this this hope, it's a huge thing. So I think that we need to talk about, because um, this was really, really helpful for me, kind of revolutionary for me years ago when I started thinking about this, but the difference between expectations Mm. and hope. Um, And and there is a difference. And I think, so I was just thinking about Elizabeth Elliot. She has this uh, quote, and she said, you know, it's... um, not, I mean, this isn't exactly what she said, but basically it's, you know, we cannot, or it is wrong of us to put our expectations on other people, but we can't have hope for them, you know, or, or to hope in them. She was talking about relationships, obviously. So, and we're saying that, and we're saying that we can't put our hope on other people. So what's the difference between hope and expectations? Mm. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, expectations are communicated. You know, a healthy expectation is communicated to someone. Like if I'm a boss and I say, hey, I expect 
you know, these are your job expectations. They're defined. They're agreed upon. What a lot of us do with expectations is we don't communicate our expectations. Right. And then we expect the other person to deliver. So I think that's, um, you know, that, that's I don't know if that's what you're getting at, but that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Well, and I think to say to someone, I, well, and, and and this is what she she didn't say, and, I, and this is where I feel like it kind of falls apart what she was saying, because I wasn't really sure that I agree with that statement, actually. <laughs> um, but, you know, if we do have clear communicated expectations for people, um, then I think that that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's that's good. I think that's what healthy people do. Right, yeah. exactly. And that's what makes for healthy relationships. Um, like, I expect you to come home at the end of the day and that we're going to, you know... That's a good expectation. ...be a family. And, you know, that's an expectation I have for you. <laughs> yeah. But where I do think it gets... Uh, weird or wrong, <laughs> weird's probably not the right word, is when we have expectations for people that are not communicated and are not, um, are, not are not even valid. You know, people can have, well, I mean, just as, as a pastor and a pastor's wife, people have expectations of us that are not godly. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that we have to live up to their expectations? Yeah, and I think that goes both ways. A lot of times pastors expect things of their churches that they never communicate right. to them, you know. And sometimes it gets really sick. You know, I, I mean, you know, I expect you guys to do everything I want you to do. I expect you to bow down and worship me. I, I expect you to love me and, you know, applaud me and shower me with... Um, yeah, so expectations can get really, really freaky and weird. So I think having expectations for other people has to be it's only okay when it's communicated and both parties agree to those mm-hmm. expectations <laughs> right yeah yeah and so i mean brennan brennan manning um and I've, I've talked about this a lot because it's one of my favorite things but <laughs> you know he tells that great story about um his psychologist friend who had written on her wall you know in her house don't should on me. <laughs> you know? Don't put your shoulds on me, you know. And so just because, and this is where, this is the point I, I want to make, is just because we have shoulds, you should do this, you should do that, and we put those, which are just expectations, we put those on other people, that is where I feel like we are They're not treating on the hook for them it. exactly, yeah. and that's where I feel like we begin to treat other people like God, like our Savior. You know, well, you should do this for me. Well, you're looking at the wrong person to fulfill whatever need that is mm-hmm. in your life. And Does I that think, make sense? Yeah, that's what I was trying to. Yeah, yeah, and I think the greatest commandment comes into play here: that if. We love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then we turn and we love our neighbor as ourselves. This whole idea of expectations becomes, suddenly it gets kind of captured by the kingdom of God. And um, we're not about the advancement of our agenda, me first, you know, my little power plays, but we really become about the world and about the Lord. And I think that's where hope comes in, too, mm-hmm. is that, you know, if our hope is in 
circumstances and people to work out in a way that benefits me, makes my life easy, we're set up for failure because the world and the kingdom of God are not set up that way. It's all about others. It's all about the advancement of God's agenda, God's kingdom. Um, and, And so often hope is really, this is what I want. This is what I need. And it gets really screwed up. And, and, you know, even with by putting our hope in the Lord, you know, it's I depend on you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I look to you, Jesus. I rely on you, Jesus. You know, when that really begins to work its way through us, it's not just that we're waiting well for God's outcome, but we begin to pray about the things that are on God's heart. We begin we start to get involved in the things that God's involved in. And so hope gets fulfilled. You know, we, mm-hmm. hey, this is what God wants. He's the one I'm looking to. He's the one I'm latched onto. I've got his heart. I want his desires. Because the things he's spoken, things that he, he's, a, he's about, those will come to pass. We're going to be delighted. So a lot, there's a lot of death to self, I feel like, mm-hmm. with hope. That um, we just got to get out of our little narcissistic world. Well, because we put our expect our expectations going back to expectations, we go back, we put those on God. And I do think we can put expectation on the Lord, you know, to be expectant in him to, you know, and he's very clear in scripture, like, what can we expect, you know, that, that, you know, there's so many of his promises to us and his word and his, and we and you know so so we have that from the lord and then we have jesus and and all the things that he did and taught and his words that so we can expect those things from the lord but um yeah he won't fail there no he won't fail us yes <clears throat> exactly he will not fail us and so we can um but i feel like where i really get um, jacked up is, you know, when I put my own expectations on him and God, you know, and this is, I mean, this is so, so we should talk about this because I think everyone faces this, you know, Lord, I really thought that things were going to work out this way. I really believe, and not only did I really think things were, but I really felt like you, Jesus, promised me this yeah. I felt like you said to me whatever and it didn't turn out the way that that I believed it would and what I me mean, that talk about hopes dashed and you know disappointment and what do you what do you do with that it's exactly what I was thinking what do you do when you hope in the Lord and you're really disappointed. You just don't see it. And a couple things come to mind. One is that sometimes we will put words in God's mouth. The Lord, God, you said this, and God's up there in heaven going, I never said that. Now, it was in our best intention, our best discernment, in the moment we really felt like God was saying, sometimes we get it wrong. And I think humility you know, humility says that sometimes we get it wrong. I think a lot of times, though, more often than not, we get it right, and it's just not time. I think of Joseph, you know. Mm-hmm. Joseph has these, I mean, God com- 
clearly communicates to Joseph through two dreams. You know, the, I mean, uh, you know, people are going to bow down to you. You know, you're going to be exalted. He, he got it right. And then the next, I forget how many years of his life, I want to say 17, it's more than that. But like, say the next 25 years of his life are none of, none of that. It's just not time. And God is shaping him in the meantime to become the man who can walk out that destiny. I think a lot of times the Lord does that. You know, like, like the Lord may whisper, you know, you're chugging along in ministry and the Lord will say, you know, your time's about up here. You're about done. And so from that day on, you're watching the mail. You know, you're waiting for the phone call. You know, you're, and God will let you in on something but he will delay, and it's not even a delay, it's perfect timing for him, but it can really beat up your hope. But sometimes God's yeah, working so on you, sometimes point? he's rearranging. Well, because in the end, you see that uh, God's right, God can be trusted, you know? I can't put, I can't, I can't, God is not gonna, I can't set a stopwatch on God when he says something. He is working, and this is good. And part of this whole trust and faith thing is, I'm learning that God is good. You know, I'm learning to wait with him. I am I want to lean into hard times or suffering so I can become this person who can contain you know more of God's glory and do more for God than ever could before. But God does that a lot with people in scripture where he will defer their hope. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean he he'll just he'll he'll breathe in with a little hope and then it's a long wait. Or they discovered they were wrong and mm-hmm. humility and a new heart and all kind of things are going on. But it's hard. And sometimes we just get it completely wrong, which I think is another lesson of humility. Be careful what you broadcast in the name of God. <laughs> that's one thing I've seen a lot in the charismatic church. Man, we'll throw out, well, God said this very recklessly. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, that all of that is wrong, but we are very quick to just tag something on God and you know, we need to have a little more, you know, reverence and humility and be a little more cautious. What do you think there? I mean, you asked the question. No, I agree with what you're saying. And I think it's interesting how humility really does go hand in hand kind of with hoping on in the Lord. Um Because I think when we go through through these times of deep disappointment and discouragement, it's it's because we believed something, right? We believed and hoped in something, and 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 most of the time it is in the Lord. You know, like Lord, we are hoping in you in this situation, and. And it just didn't go the way we thought it would. Did it would blah blah blah. We thought it would, and so the. I mean, the pain of that, the discouragement, the despair, all of that can just and it does. It just comes in and yeah. clouds us and. And I do think the Lord is use, uses that. I know He does, um, but I just I don't know. It's it's really difficult. I think for me personally, in those times, the only way to get through that is to um, is to um, 
humble ourselves and listen to what the Lord is saying in that moment and to cling to the scriptures, you know, to cling. I mean, I really have found as I'm getting older and life just isn't necessarily turning out the way I thought it would, that his word is becoming so much, 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 much more precious to Mm. me. And so just clinging to that, clinging on to, because we find so much hope there in his word. And that might sound like too simple or like I'm oversimplifying it, but it, I do think that there's just a sweetness in the simplicity and in getting back to just open-handedly saying, God, I don't, things are not working out the way I felt like you said they were going to, but I I can stand on this promise that you're never going to leave me or forsake me. Yeah. And that's where my hope is. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 we're really circling, just so everybody knows, we're really circling around Matthew twelve twenty one as a kind of the baseline scripture of all of this. And it's it's a prophecy of Isaiah 42 actually being restated. But um, Matthew twelve twenty one says, And his name, meaning Jesus, and his name will be the hope of all the world. And that that's the ultimate place that scripture is pointing us to is that um, the name of Jesus will be our one and only hope. And I love that you use that word clinging. You, I don't know if you heard yourself, but you said it several times, clinging, clinging, clinging. I think so often that is the posture of hope. And even, I think we even kind of get that messed up in our heads. Like we think, oh, if I hope in the Lord, then I'm just, I'm doing it just right. Like, I'm happy, I'm content, my hands are open, you know, the sunlight's hitting me just right on the side of the face, and a breeze is blowing across, and butterflies, and it's just this euphoric, serene, you know, um, type of situation. But I think so often hope is clinging. I just think that that word gets it. You know, we are holding on by the nubs of our fingers to the name of Jesus and the word that God has spoken and to this ultimate belief that you have me. And even as God begins to answer, like this is what happens to me all the time, like, you know, God will say, okay, it's a change of season. (laughs) And so I hold on, I hold on, I hold on. I try to be faithful where I am. Let God do it. And then the season will change. And then what I expect, and there's that word again, expect, my expectation is, okay, the season changed, everything's easy now because, you know, this is the new season of the Lord. And so often there are a whole new set of challenges and obstacles, and it looks like the bridge is out over here, and the weather's getting, you know, it's like like Gilligan's Island, the weather's getting rough, the tiny ship is being tossed. Wait, Lord, this is what I've been waiting for. And um, it, it just isn't about this Pollyannic experience with God. It's, you know, life down here is hard. Mm -hmm. God is so much closer and better than we ever imagined to us. And we have to look to him every season and every season that we look to him, it's going to be tough to do it. But 
We keep getting delighted in who he is. We keep discovering he never fails. And even when it's tough, there's so much goodness. There's so much love to be had. And, um, and, and I think the older I get, the more I want that. I, I don't want it to be easy. Remind me of that later on today when I want it to be easy again. But I, ultimately, I don't want it to be easy. I just I want to be close to him. Mm-hmm. And that hope, you know, that hope, look, looking to him, depending on him, mm-hmm. I think that's part of what Jesus meant by becoming more childlike right. is, you know, like a little kid, look there. Talk to him. Expect. Just, you can't do this on your own. Right. He is the only, only one you can look to. There's nothing, no one else, nothing else. So, yeah, and... And I think that's the beauty, actually, of the trials that we go through and the the difficult things that we face in this life um, is that the more <laughs> of those we have, the more we really do understand that um, there really there really isn't a whole lot on this earth to to get to lose our mind over. You know, there just really isn't. There, you know, there there really isn't a whole lot that that we should be freaking out about. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's really only walking through difficult life situations that the Holy Spirit can teach you that. I mean, I think maybe there are a a really godly few who don't have to go through that in order to understand, you know, the goodness of God and, and where our hope is. I mean, you know, James said, you know, consider yeah. it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kind because the testing of your faith produces perseverance, perseverance, faith, <laughs> and faith, hope. I'm losing it there. Yeah. <clears throat> I know hope is there at the end somewhere. <laughs> but as we... Yeah, endurance, character, end, right, hope. Yeah. Right, and character, right, character, <clears throat> right, exactly. So so that's the purpose of these trials in our lives is that, that, that the end result is hope, hope in the right person. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I think... I think for me, 90% of what, what I get upset about isn't going to matter in one to seven days. It's just, it's not even worth the effort. And then there's that other 10% that really is a big deal. You know, maybe, and this isn't us, but, you know, maybe for, for any of us, you know, someone's got a, a really serious illness, a kid's hooked on drugs, you know, Something you know, there are some really big deals, but even with those big deals, to hope in the Lord is to find His love, to find His peace. It's to walk through even those really hard things and come away with treasure. And yeah. you know, and to go the other way and just give in to all this other stuff. It's just it's just the way of emptiness. And you know, I know every now and then. You know, you'll hear someone say like, oh, I just, I wish I could be one of the greats. I wish I could be Moses or Abraham or David. I just, I typically do say this is like, have, did you look at, have you looked at their lives? Their lives were hard. You know, they had some major issues. 
But in the end, what sets every one of those men and women in the Bible apart that we would call heroes? It's always the same thing. In the end of the day, they hope in the Lord and they say yes to him. I mean, it, it really is, it's not easy, but it is that simple. And so, um, I don't know, I just hope this word, <laughs> I hope this word hope has really gained some strength for us because it is a posture of the heart. Anybody can do it, which is wonderful. Um, and, and, but I do think this is a place of great encouragement. Mm-hmm. If there's anything we can all encourage one another in, it's just like the song says, you know, turn your eyes on Jesus. Hey, let me, let me help you turn toward the cross. Let's look at what God has said, not in some, you know, trite religious way, but just say the answers, the answers are in one place. They're right there. And I, I know I need encouragement and hope, you know, when I get through something hard, so often you'll do that to me. I hear you, honey, glad you downloaded, but at the end of the day, which way are you going to look? Are you going to look up, you know, toward him? So, um, it's a simple concept, but it's, it's a, but it's so important. Well, I think it's life-changing. Oh, it is. If you grasp it, if you grasp putting our hope and our expectations on Christ and not on things or people, it's life-changing because it produces so much peace mm-hmm. and joy. I mean, you know, and it, joy in the midst of... of um, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our hardship, because we know where our ultimate hope lies. And so if we know that and we trust in that and we trust that God is out for our good all the time, that just produces so much mm-hmm. joy because what do we really have to freak out about? Yeah, because you're talking about discovery as we do this, we discover who He is. And the more you discover who He is, the more it shapes and molds and makes us. And I, th- I think, you know, those are those old people I admire. You know, those elderly people that are so, they have so much, they might be, their bodies might be old and frail. They might call themselves feeble, but they have so much substance and so much weight. And when they speak, there's so much wisdom I mean, they're changing the world as an elderly person, and it's because they've been through stuff, right. and they discovered God more and more because they hoped in Him. Right. And they just they put all their chips <coughs> on that on that square, Jesus Christ, and that He never failed them. Mm. So, good stuff. Yep, good stuff. All right, well. Next week, we'll get back to whatever next week's about in this sermon. I don't know right now. So anyway, thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, We'll be here next week. We'll look forward to um, spending a little time together. God bless. God bless.